Good uh, evening. I get it. It's morning. Saturday morning early. No, it's it, not. It's Friday night. It's Friday night. Uh, At 6.47 p.m. This is the See Where It Goes podcast where we hit record and we see where it goes. Yeah, and we see where it goes. Thank so, you for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. So tonight I went to Central Market, which is kind of a foo-foo grocery store, kind of like a Whole Foods. Yeah. It's H-E-B's version of Whole Foods. And I picked up a bottle of wine and I got a recommendation because I'm not a wine connoisseur. And um, I told the guy, he actually looked looked like a guy from a TV show that I'm watching right now called Life in Pieces. Oh, yeah. But kind of like one of like the dorky dad character. And I really wanted to tell him that he looked like that guy. But yeah. then he might have taken it as an insult. Well, especially if you said it like that. You look like the dorky. You know the show? Well, you... No, I don't. But he's a dorky guy and he's, you know, and you look like him. <laughs> but he did. Like they look like they could be brothers. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I told him what kind of wine we liked, that we liked California Cabernets, like, or wines that are like full-bodied, earthy, spicy, yeah, jammy. Those are the adjectives that I gave him. Yeah. So he recommended this bottle of wine and he asked for price range. I said between 15 and 20 Oh, is what I said. So he said that we would like this. It's a, it's called Three Rings and it's from... Barossa Valley in South Africa, which we like another South African wine, which is Jam Jar. Yeah. Um, and it is uh, called Three Rings, and it's a 2017 Shiraz. And we hardly ever get Shiraz. We used to, maybe Jacob's Creek, which I also I think is South African. Oh, it is. Maybe it's Australian. Oh, maybe this is Australian. What is it? No, you said it. Watch out. Oh, the lid's oh, on. Oh, the lid's on. Wait, I can't you, see. I think you said South African. Yeah, I thought he said it was South African. What if I'm wrong? Okay. Well, anyway. anyway. Oh, it, it is Australian. Never mind. Yeah. It's Australian. How do you say Australian? Australia. Okay. Just is that okay? It's fine. I mean, I'm not from there, but I just... Australian. Okay, so we haven't tasted it yet. Great. Can we taste Brian it now? Is, uh, Brian is... Cheers. Gets a little picky about wine. Yeah. We're not picky. He just knows what he likes. Yeah. Cheers. We're going to taste it and tell you if we, if we like it. What we think? It's not bad. Well, it definitely has the spicy. Does it? And the jammy. Here's the thing. Maybe you should have said. What it if doesn't you had, have the earthy though. That tastes like no, no offense. No, when you say fifteen to twenty, what if you said five to twenty? Wonder what he would have said. I don't know. I could have said five to twenty. Well, and and I just opened it, so yeah, it yeah, might you not did. have opened up. But well, like, and I also said, here's the other thing I said: the wine to drink that we're not ha- that we aren't having with food, food with, because right, right. we're not because we can't really do a podcast and eat at the same time. That would be somebody, kind of difficult. Because was I telling the microphone or my our listeners or you that um, California wine is supposed to be made at least maybe certain types to go on its own, whereas French wine is supposed to go with food. Mm-hmm. Which when we ordered that French bottle that was expensive, it was ninety dollars. I was waiting for it to open up and it never did, and we got through the whole thing, and I thought it was very bland. Right. So and, this wine um, so far is not. It's not like doesn't rock your socks off. No. Rock your socks off. Well, let's it? let it <clears throat> sit for about ten minutes, and then we can do the fancy thing that wine people do when they swirl yeah. it around. <clears throat> you know, there is a good wine that's eight dollars called Menage a Trois. And it has three different Do they types. have that at Central Market? I don't know if they do. They have it at Because we do like that, don't we? Yeah, and that's an $8 bottle of wine, and it tastes the same as that $90 French bottle. So, so here's wine, my wine theory. Wine is strange, isn't it? I think that you either have to drink 
that all like the lower end wines are probably like pretty much the same. Yeah. That either maybe you have to just drink really expensive wines to get something that's really I good. I think you I do. But yeah. anyway, we'll take your wine recommendations if you have a yes. wine that you really love that is earthy, full-bodied. You like spicy. Do you like spicy? I think so. It doesn't have to be jammy, but I'm not sure. You know? Right. Maybe just earthy and spicy. Yeah. And maybe not so much the jammy. Now, what's the difference between earthy and barnyard? Well, barnyard... Is the manure. Jackie, maybe you would know this because I know you're going to listen to this podcast. Yes. There was a wine that we would drink with Jackie that we would all say tasted like manure... And it was really good. It was great, wasn't it? But we can't remember the name of it. So, Jackie, maybe you remember. Yeah. Maybe you can remember the name of that wine and you can tell us what it was. That would be good with a steak now that I taste it. Yeah. I can see. Yeah. Um, Well, maybe we can just sip it. Yeah. So, anyway, I had a great thing happen to me on the way home. Really? Yeah. Do I know you? Really? No, I haven't told you about it. Yeah. It was very cool. Um... So during the winter storm, our neighbor over here, her name is Rhoda, and she lives in a beautiful purple little house. Right. It's like a light purple and it has dark, not dark purple trim, but like a medium purple trim. Yeah. Which she was just telling me that her neighbor really didn't like the fact that she painted her house purple. But mm, go bad. Rhoda. I think too it's bad. amazing. I, love, I think it's one of the nicest houses in Australia. What's yeah, people's I allergic love... reaction to color? Which is probably another is topic. Right, but people just don't. Big deal. A lot of people aren't into colors, but why, why, why would you care? I don't know, but people do care about really strange things, like what color your house is. Like my house is blue, like light it's blue, bright too. blue, it's baby blue, yeah. And I love it. Um, and I'm I sure it's, I mean. it's not the choice of a lot of people. But anyway, yeah, I'm on my way home because I was hanging out with my friend Chris today, and I get a text from Rhoda, who was so she lives in the purple house, and she's. I think she's 80. She looks amazing. But yeah. we, she was kind of stranded on her back porch during the storm. And so I had to go in her front door and unlock her back door so she could come in. So she didn't like fall on her back stairs. Because she went out the back stairs and yeah. the door locked behind her. Yes. Which she thought was okay because she left the front door open. But what she didn't realize is how icy those back stairs were. Right. So she kind of got stuck. Right. So she got stuck. So another friend of ours, Tiffany, who lives in our neighborhood, texted me. So I went over and let we let Rhoda into her house. So she's this really cool old lady, and I say that very respectfully. And she's an artist, and she's a musician. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, and I spoke with her for like five, ten minutes when we were over there. Well, so she texted me tonight, and she said, I just make baking bread. Yeah. And she said, I want to give you half the loaf. Can oh. you stop by and pick it up? It'll nice. be ready in five minutes. So I said, sure, I'm heading back from Southtown, and I'll go, I'll swing by. So I go over. By the way, she has an amazing kitchen. Hmm. You remember seeing the kitchen? I wasn't inside the house. Oh, my gosh. This kitchen is great. It's got a big island in the center. And then she has like one, two, three, I think she has like five big windows. So her kitchen is all lit up. It's, I mean, she didn't even have the lights on, but there's so much sunlight. Um coming in so her kitchen's really cool and um anyway so she had me come in the house she had put on her mask i had my mask on and she takes the bread out and we're just you know chit-chatting and um she said you know she lives alone she can't eat the whole loaf of bread by herself and and all that and um so we're just talking about different things 
But anyway, before I left, she said, I want to play you a song. Yeah. So she sits down. She has a grand piano, baby grand piano. And she has, I'm looking on her piano and she has like Frank Sinatra books, just sheet music. So she like, she reads music and um, she sits down and she played Georgia on my mind. Yeah. Beautifully. And she's a musician too. She's a songwriter, composer, a painter, and she still live in New York City. And, uh, but anyway, it was just a really special moment. Yeah. See where your foot is? Oh, then? yeah, yeah. Um, a really special moment that, like, how often does that happen? Like, someone That's texts right. you and they give you bread, and then they're like, I want to play this song for you. Isn't that great? And it was so lovely. Yeah. It was beautiful. Why don't we do like stuff great... like that more often? Just, yeah. I don't know. Just... It was so special. And she collects the same kind of jars I collect. You know those little yeah. jelly jars with the red and white lids? Uh, yeah. That she has probably like 30 of those. Yeah. So she eats like the same kind of jelly and then she saves. Oh, yeah. I know you're talking about. Those. All the jars yeah. like I do. They're little jelly jars. They're short. Yeah. And they have, I'm saying this for the listener because you know. I know, yeah, All yeah. about these jelly jars. And then they have red and white checkered lids, which I think are very adorable. But anyway, let's take a toasted Rhoda. To Rhoda. Our new friend. A new friend. Um, Cheers. It is fun to. Cheers I mean, to Rhoda. you know, because I've seen that house for four years. I know. I didn't even know who lived in it. And then we get to meet her. And, um, and the inside of her house is purple, too. It's even a lighter shade yeah. of the outside. It's like a light lavender. It's very soft. And... Her hair, I notice when she's standing at the sink, she has gray hair, and then she has little tiny light purple Yeah. in her hair, Yeah. which is cool. And then her kitchen is all white with like red ceiling fans and different red accents everywhere. And she has a swimming pool. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm trying to think if I remember seeing that. I it's think a, I do. It's an above ground pool. And she said, yeah, because you can look out her back window and you can see our, you can see like a sliver of our house. Hmm. But you probably can't see our house in the summertime when there's leaves on the tree. Yeah. Um, and she said, oh yeah. She said when it's summer, she goes, you can just cut through and jump the fence to come get in yeah. the pool. <laughs> That's great. Well, it's great. You have a, it seems like you have a new friend. Yeah. I'm very much looking forward to post-COVID in the neighborhood. I was walking up the street, feeling a little sad that we're now renters mm-hmm. and wishing there was uh, more permanence. Not. You're not sad. No, I mean, I'm happy about that part of, of the, the the loss of debt to be to get to his place. But Oh, I um, see where you're going. But, you know, there's a isn't it nice to have that permanence? We just haven't had that in a while. Yes, we the haven't roots, had permanence. To have some roots. Yeah. And even in, I'm trying to think, in Chicago, um, we... Um, I guess we did. We were forming this, but then after we sold the house on Troy and we kind of mm-hmm. moved around after that, I felt like we started to, felt like a tumbleweed, you know? What do you think? After Chicago? After Troy, after we sold the building on Troy and then we moved to Lincoln right. and then we moved to Rosedale. And I feel like all of that moving just, there was a, lot, a lack of were root, we, rootedness. But did you know at that time that you wanted to go to seminary? At which time? It, Wait a minute. Okay, um, so we... I guess I did. You know, when wait we Wait a sold, minute. I thought we sold... So we sold in 2007 the house. 
And then when did we go to seminary? 2011. Oh. Yeah, but I, I wonder will... why we didn't start thinking about buying again. I guess we just because didn't I want was to. actually I was actually sensing that there was going to be another shift. Oh. Okay. So I didn't feel like it was a good idea to buy because I I was feeling that it was either feeling my usual restless mm-hmm. state or I don't know I can't read the future. Um, who knows? Looking back, the way I would have said it is, God tipped me off that don't buy because we're going to go to seminary. I would have used that language. And yeah. um, I'm not opposed to that language, but another language is I'm just a restless person. And, right. Um, well, I think... Well, it's, it's weird. I am restless, but I really realized the importance of roots and how that's important. And I, I, I feel, you know, anyway. Well, I feel like now, though, we have... But but in Chicago, though, we always that was always our home base, though. The city. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, Even yeah. if you switched right, yeah. locations in Chicago... You still were at home because you still were hanging out with the same people. You had the same crowd. You went to the same restaurants. It was still our home. And I feel that now we've been in San Antonio almost five years. I feel like now San Antonio is our home. And even if we lived in a different neighborhood, yeah, we, we still would be hanging out with the same people. Yes, I agree. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. would it be, and I hear what you're saying because like it is sad to you know, move like into a new neighborhood. But I also, I, I like moving. I have to say that it's something I odd. kind of enjoy. Like I enjoy being in a new space. Yeah. And not everyone is like that. But you don't like traveling, but you like moving. Does that make sense? It's not that I don't like traveling. I just don't necessarily like getting on an airplane. Okay. All right. But I love being in new places. I like doing new things. I actually do too. Like I used to like moving to a new apartment and waking up the next day and it's like, oh, we're in a new place. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, it's a lot of work, obviously. Yeah. But I just try to tell myself, okay, it's going to be like a month of pain. Yeah. A month of discomfort of, you know, getting the packing and then you got to do the cleaning and then you do the unpacking and the organizing and the stuff. But once you make it over that hump, then you get to sit back and enjoy this brand new place that you've never been in before. And I think, like I was thinking of today, like this house, like as much as I've really enjoyed being in this house, like I am ready to leave this house. Like I'm not ready to leave like yeah. Mankey Park, right? But or the people in Mankey Park, but I'm ready to be in a different home yeah if that but i do want our next home hopefully to be a permanent location although we have talked about renting yeah uh, about staying renters we have entertained that but but i think from that winter storm we had was that last week yeah i think it's important now to own and be on and off off the grid i was just talking to my friend robert in houston about that very thing he yeah. wants to build a cottage and have. Your foot is under the I said, okay, have satellite, uh, not satellite, uh, solar panels and a, a generator. If the solar panel can't generate enough, actually, that's not a bad idea. Well, your solar stores for you, it and can, then whatever yeah. you don't use, you can also you can, you can sell, sell it back, back. But you could keep it too. But you could keep it, and you can have batteries. You you keep batteries that keep yeah. energy stored for you. Yeah. And you can be on and off grid simultaneously. Yeah. And switch back and forth. Um, 
and you can collect your own water. You can have a water purifier. Like we don't have to be dependent on the government or on, you know, all of these structures that if they break down, then we, yeah. we are left. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're, if you think of the average American citizen is at the mercy of everything running well all the time. Yeah. And if something breaks down, what a lot of people, what are we going to do? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, it is. It is. We have. I mean, it wasn't always like that. I mean, you would have, at least down out on the frontier, you would have had to have been self-sufficient. I don't know how to grow food. I don't know how to raise animals. Like, I don't, I can't, I don't even have chickens to get eggs. Like. Yeah. Yeah. There were, I was talking to Chris Spilker today. She lives in Beacon Hill. And that's another Chicago, uh, not Chicago, San Antonio neighborhood. And they have 2,200 homes in Beacon Hill. Yeah. And um, is that their neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very cute neighborhood, by the way. They had so, they were all out of power. Nearly all of them. How many days? It was several days. She said it was like 40 degrees in her house. Oh, no. I should have, we should have called her and checked in on her. Well, she went... Uh, she stayed with a neighbor. That's um, the terrible thing with COVID. Like, it was a double whammy because... Right. You stay with the neighbor in the warm house. And, um, yeah, but people didn't have food. Like, she was saying they passed out eggs and milk and water. And yeah. Like, there were a lot of people that just didn't have anything yeah i think costco two things i'm gonna i think here here if i was to buy stock in companies i don't know if they're public or not costco mm-hmm. fireplace companies generators and solar in texas because mm-hmm. i think that's what, what they're gonna do yeah can i steer back because i think it'll get us to where we're gonna go to um chicago for a second because i do think that um when we left troy when then we went to lincoln we landed at lincoln avenue and then we mm-hmm. went to rosedale we also switched churches for us. Mm-hmm. And then I think, I don't know, let me think. So that, but I think that might have shifted. I don't think we lost friendships from that shift, but I think it did. We must have lessened the hours with, with those friends because we're no longer seeing them every Sunday. And now we're seeing different people every Sunday and Wednesday and Tuesday. Well, there and was Thursday. one of those churches that I hung out with those people. I had friends that I kept. In other areas of my life, but that may, but you did too. Yeah. But then the, one of the other churches though, those people I didn't really hang out with. Like we, we only saw each other at church. You're talking about the second church. Yeah. Yeah. I only saw those people at church. Right. We didn't just hang out as friends. But then the, we went to park in the beginning. Yeah. But I still hung out with people from park. Right, as, as did I. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I had my the kids. I was homeschooling the kids. I saw moms that still went to park. Right. Like those people were all still in my life. Yeah. Like those relationships never were. They were. They well, maybe some people I didn't yeah. see, but they were. They weren't severed. Whereas the people from the second church. We never. I don't think we had anyone over for a meal. They didn't have us over. Yeah, maybe once we did, and it, it was odd. It was very. It was who an was odd. It? it was uh, just it a was couple a, times. It was a couple. I only remember the one oh, it was time. Day, yeah, I remember who it was. It was the the guy from um, nice enough fella. The guy and his wife from um, New York. He was a real New Yorker, you know. She had blonde hair, but like they were. We got into the oh, subject yeah, of um, 
of of alcohol and they were saying yeah they were they were trying to sell the line that it's just um wrong and you shouldn't do it and if you have, if you have people over from okay let me move my i keep my legs across and my foot's under the so brian and i table had a where tiny, the wine is we had a tiny altercation before the beginning of the podcast and we have these two little triangular tables three-legged tables from um i think they're from anthropology they're very cute okay i'll stop now and so we have so we have one has the computer on it and then the other one we had our wine on it and they're really close to us yeah and i told brian before the beginning of the podcast i said be careful because you're not always aware of yourself and he said, now, if I was ever to say something like that to you, you would get upset to me. Yeah. Like when I tell you, you're not aware of people in the grocery store. Right. And I mean, I think I'm aware of people, but he doesn't think I'm aware. But anyway, I said, well, I said, well, sometimes you're just not. I said, well, then you're maybe you're just not aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Okay. So then we start the podcast. We have two glasses of wine and they don't have stems. They're just, they're just, you know. Yeah stemless wine glasses and they're very thin anyway sitting on one of these tables in front of us and anyway but where is my husband's foot under the table and he's moving his foot upside oh, like, up yeah, yeah. I, and I, down I, yeah oh, which spe- proves okay. my point so speaking of you're um, not aware no i think there's the there's hopefully i'm all right let me give you uh, there is an example of where i was completely unaware we were at dave dave and rayanne fitch's house oh this is one of my favorite stories of all time and um would you like to tell it or should i tell it i don't, well, I don't mean that sarcastically I'll, i will tell my my uh my horrification at this story well we're at i'm wearing my shorts we go over there for the barbecue of course we didn't turn up with any meats and they told us, well, you know, because they were part of a community, a, a, a church community that was a break off from Park, if you will. And oh, I think Mike okay. might have, I don't know if Mike and, Mike and they Jack were knew going them. to. Uh, they weren't going to Park then? No, because remember Metanoia, what they were called, they broke oh, off. Oh, that's right. Metanoia. Anyway, so, um, no, Mike and Jackie didn't go to Metanoia, but they they, they were close with the crowd. We're at Dave Fitch's house and... Um, I'm sitting there and it's I'm so it's sweaty it's summer and and uh, Brian has very hairy legs. I do. Well, do you know those hair clips that they have a spring and you put it in your bum? What do you call those? It's like a it's like a banana clip, but it was a small banana clip. It's like teeth. It's like you could looks like a yeah. They were monster. super popular in the nineties. Well, and I, you would clip them and uh yeah you would clip them yeah, and put you'd, your hair you'd, back. You'd squeeze the back and it would open like right. Teeth. They were like on a triangular yeah. not so a triangular. I squeezed it and I opened and, the teeth and I started scratching my leg with it for a while. Oh while I'm my talking. god, you guys. He was scratching his leg, his sweaty, hairy leg. Yeah. With Rayanne's hair, hair clip, clip. And then on you, the back porch. You, you, you said that's Rayanne's hair clip. I said that. And I said, oh, I'm sorry. I meant to give it to her. She said, you can keep it. So. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I wish I kept it. I, I don't know if I have it anymore. But I did keep oh, it, of course. Oh, my but, gosh. Um, it would be a great leg scratcher if I'd kept it. But that's that definitely you're right that was an unawareness there yeah we were young in our marriage at the time and um, how long we'd even been married couldn't have been that we, long maybe we, we might have even been dating maybe six months or something yeah were we dating was that the same party i don't or? remember yeah. you were more fidgety back then i was yeah well anyway let's move yeah. along um okay so um one just let me take a side quick left turn as much as i think as i'm getting older like 
I'm trying to picture ourselves if we had been in one house from our marriage all the way through. It would have been nice for the kids to have the same friends all the way through and blah, blah, blah. And yet there's a part of me that's like, yeah, but I don't regret the journey we took. Because like we, we, we left Chicago, went to Denver and then came here. But look at all the people we've met. And yeah, I've, I mean, I think just it's last cool. week, just last week I had, or this week I had three phone calls, all with friends from seminary from Denver. And yeah, I, I have talked great, to all three of them. Great friends, like really lifelong close yeah. friends. And like we wouldn't, that made we wouldn't have met them if we hadn't yeah. gone to them. So I, I don't, I don't regret the moves. Really no. special people. You're only saying that because one of them listens to the they podcast. They do. Who yeah, does? Well, Tammy. Oh, Tammy wasn't thinking about Were you thinking that? Tammy. See, I would. I'd be like, who's listening? Oh, yeah, they're great. Anyway. No, of course, okay. Tammy. I mean, I wasn't thinking about Tammy at this very the moment. moment. You okay, gotcha. Okay, gotcha. But, okay, yes. gotcha. Okay. Um, anyway, um, Tammy, I just said I wasn't thinking about you. Of course, just she to, was. Uh, tease you. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, let's talk. So, uh, w- one thing we wanted to talk about was um, how 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 would I, how would I tee this up here? Okay, let me tee it up by a story. So I have a friend I talked to last night, and his brother um, was a terrible alcoholic and had a ruined marriage and has found a Christian church, non-denominational. And, you know, my friend was saying, you know, he's talking to everyone about Jesus and stuff, and but he's found a great community. And um, we're glad. We're glad he's found a community because he's not, we don't agree with his new religion, but he's in a, he's, he's, we're glad he's there playing drums every Sunday than in the bar, which is where he would be because he's a raising alcoholic. This is a alcoholic. true story? This is a true story, yeah. Oh, you just so, talked about this recently? Last night, yeah, with a friend of mine. who I'm not giving oh. names because I don't know, you know, anyway. So um, they were saying, well, we're glad he's there and not out in the bar all the time. And But then he was saying, but, you know, the, the flip side of that, sometimes those communities can have such certitude about their beliefs that there becomes this us, and this is two guys I was talking on Skype, there's this us and them mentality that fits in, mm-hmm. you know, and so there's my opening and my opening to the, the my own story where I felt like I needed that church community when I was 26, you know, yeah. as a new Christian. And it was great. And I really enjoyed it because I felt I was reading the Bible. I had a new faith. I was trying to find my way in that. And, I, you know, and, and a lot of people weren't maybe interested or maybe they were, but um but so that was great. But there's another side of that that I felt like there was a separation that was caused between myself and my family and my friends at the time, which makes me sad looking back. And I'm trying to be intentional, restoring some of that. Yeah. And I think we so that's what we talked about, either alluded to it last week or talked about it, how um, certain expressions of Christianity yeah. can separate you from from your family yeah. and your friends. Yeah. Now, did you experience that? Well, I was already kind of separated from my family. I mean, obviously we talked and everything. I've always talked to my family. I've never had a situation where I didn't talk. It's more of a separation. And Tammy, um, listen in. We're going to touch on this um, feeling of separation. But we, um, it's a, it's like kind of like a soul separation or a spiritual separation. Because, like, I left the Pentecostal church when I was 18. Yeah. Which meant that, you know, now my older two sisters, they will, I think one of them might have been Pentecostal and the other one wasn't at that time. But when you, when you become a new religion, you can feel the 
separation. Like mm. you're not a part of the pack anymore. So with those wh- people, you be, are you saying when you? So, so I'm so, talking about something a little bit different. Yeah. Now I so I leave the Pentecostal church and I felt the separation then. Then okay. Because then I was the outcast, and then they were all still saved. Then I became evangelical. Right. But still being evangelical is still not as good as them being United Pentecostal. But was it closer? Were you less separated? Because at least you're going well, to church? Well, you think it... They probably felt like, oh, that's a little bit better, right? Yeah. Because you're like still, you know, you're reading the Bible and you're going to church. But you still don't have all the truth. So, uh, let me ask you a question. So, but I, I've never... Since leaving my home, I have never had... Well, now I have a few family members who believe like I do, but I have never had this kinship of spirit. Like yeah. Anne of Green Gables, who says she has a bosom friend. Bosom friend, like, yeah. I have never had that commonality. Did that... you have it as a kid, as a teenager? Well, obviously, as a kid. By default, you had it. Well, well, in my house was unique because we really didn't have... There was really no like safe bonding closeness. Right. I've never had that with my family. Now I had it where we agreed on Christian principles and Christian beliefs. Yeah. But we didn't have a close it wasn't a loving, safe space. Does that make sense? It does because of the story of your dad, but sometimes in a war zone you can get very close to people. So I'm, I'm because I, I see your dad as the one who created this tension and, and unsafety. Well, but in that place of unsafety, yeah. was there not? Did you guys not find solace with each other? We were all in survival mode. And and in that space, was there a stronger bond? You think? No. Okay. Well, because everyone was surviving individually. Yeah. So like okay. my mom was had her survival skills. Sure. Which was like holding herself up in her room yeah after she did what she needed to do and then us holding ourselves up in our room and you know everyone coming out only when you know we had meals together which were Mm. well sometimes the meals were were okay but it wasn't like oh how was your day and what did you do with your day and you know it just wasn't like the typical family yeah you know what I mean? It's like you're surviving a meal because you don't know what's going to happen. So I've never really had, like what you had with your family and your friends, and you yeah. guys all agreed. Yeah. You were all Catholic. You had, it seemed like your home was pretty safe and loving. Yeah. And everything. I didn't, it didn't look the same. Even though we were all Pentecostal. Yeah. It wasn't, it didn't have that feel. Yeah, I wonder. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I um, how would I say? I don't think we were like the strictest Catholics. I mean, we were serious. My parents were very serious about their faith, and I think we were, we were too. I've met some Catholics though who would not have approved of our lifestyle. Like we were, all the kids were out drinking and out dancing, and my my parents, even though very uh solid catholics they they put up with a lot like they'd be coming down at three in the morning on saturday saying okay get, get back to bed okay guys time so to, your time parents to go. were pretty lenient they were i mean but i don't think um but that's not unusual for a catholic to be very serious about their faith and and not be so bothered about drinking and having a good time which is interesting because both of my parents didn't drink so i'm surprised they were that lenient looking back i would have been like yeah. get the hell out of my house it's two in the morning i'm trying to sleep 
Yeah. But they were, maybe in their mind, it's like, well, at least they're here. It's mm-hmm. three in the morning, but they're downstairs. We know they're safe. I don't know. Well, and plus, you guys are just walking a few blocks. Yeah, we weren't To driving. go have a we pint. Were, yeah. Like, you weren't. Yeah. Like, here is different. Yeah. Like, people have to get in a car. They have to get in an Uber. Right. It's more wide you know? of a landscape. I mean, if we yeah. lived, like, there's places you can walk here to go have a beer. But, like, yeah. I mean, you guys weren't driving. We weren't. So Hopefully, let me, you weren't driving. No, we weren't. No. I mean, you, you weren't. I mean, it's so strict there. You, you, you just... You don't. I mean, they'll nab you, which is good. I mean, the uh, the drunk driving is pretty strict there, and people obey it. Like they they yeah. they'll they'll spend the extra money on taxis. So, when did you feel the first? Do you can you point to a time where you felt you were starting to feel a separation? Like, okay, I've left the Pentecostal faith, even if you didn't consciously do that. Well, I mean, I felt it right away when I was like eighteen. But I'm kind of this is kind of diverging from where we is wanted it? to go. It's more on your side is that it, we're talking more about what we mean to get to, which is where you yeah. find Jesus yeah, or any kind of faith, I, I a new know, faith, and then you separate. Yeah. Then you believe, then you, well, one, you can either try and get your friends saved. Yeah. Or you can kind of glom on to your new Christian friends. Because they're your true family. So they're we'll, the ones we'll you're going to be in heaven with. We'll get there. We'll just go with okay. this. I want to show the flip side. There's a flip side of it too. Okay. Because you didn't. You 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 left and you just mm-hmm. didn't. Okay. So so. And I was all alone. But you did you you not want to get down this path or? No, I just didn't want to diverge us. Oh, we too won't. Much. We'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. So so you you um, what is that? What's that like then? Well, you always feel this sense of not belonging. Yeah. You always feel like I'm watching this show right now. It's called Life in Pieces. And it's a family. It's a mom and a dad who are older. And then they have their three grown kids who are two are married and then one single. And then they have kids. So you're seeing these different generations. And they all have the same. They're secular. They don't. They're not religious. Even though I think the daughter-in-law is Jewish, but she's not like practicing. So they are... A secular family and they're very close and they have brunch together every Sunday and they don't I mean obviously it's a television show right but there are families who exist like this who oh my uncle Jimmy my mom's brother he's he has three grown daughters I believe now, I don't know how religious they are as a family, but I know they're super close. Like, they're really, really close. And, I mean, he, do- he like, dotes on his daughters. Like, they adore their dad. And I don't think, as far as I know, that they have these dynamics. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't... I've never had that dynamic. Because, you know, spirituality or, like religion is taken so seriously yeah that it's like it separates people like the bible actually calls it the wheat and the chaff the chaff is bad the wheat is good the sheep and the goats like the lost and the unlaw are the lost and the found yeah you know it's uh if you're not in the club you're not in the club like i just every person wants to belong yeah you want to belong and just being loved by someone, someone saying, I love you, it's not enough. 
It never feels like enough. You want to be, for me, it's yeah. not enough. Well, when, uh, what, what? I like to be fully accepted. Well, so when you say uh, there's something going on behind that, let me scratch that a bit. Uh, when someone says, I love you, it's not enough. What comes to mind when you say that? Well, I feel like when you love somebody, you should love them. You're, I don't know, I don't want someone to love me and then still try and fix me. Right. Now, can you they know love, what I mean? Like, they love because you they see a, a deficit. Well, can they love you and not agree with, um, just say you love someone who's a complete opposite um, political view and you just cannot stand their political view you can still love them right well that's a little bit different because like a political view yeah. doesn't have like eternal ramifications I see what you're saying but what a, yeah. where it's like you know well I love you but I believe in my heart that you're going to spend eternity in hell because you serve so, the so, devil so they can never relax around you because they need to um, help save you because that's the loving thing to do is well, to yeah, save you from and like torment they, they cry they probably cry over you and they probably pray for you and it's a lot of weight on them isn't it yeah and then it's weight on you too you can feel because it. you you know it right and i know it because i've experienced it and i've lived it and so you're you're can i okay you're 18 you're you're um are you are you with your friend jenny at this point i lived with jenny for a few months yeah uh, the end of my senior year in high school, the summer, and then went to Texas A and M. And you're feeling it there at that point. You're feeling a, 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 yeah. a separation there. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, don't you just want somebody just to love you? Sure. And just to be like, see, that's the thing. It's like that's my whole problem with God. It's like God doesn't just love you; He loves you on condition of. You doing the right thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with that. Why you think he loves people and he's gonna freaking put them in hell forever? No, I think. I mean, if you, I'm just saying that is that. not love. That's bullshit. I think he. I think. Oh, you said the curse word, which is uh, reminds me we're gonna. No, listen. I'm sorry. I'm just we talked that. about this. I I thought of this the other day, which I've thought of this many times. Yeah. God had to decide. This is from the Bible, right? He had to decide. Okay, here I am by myself. Now I'm going to create angels, which included Lucifer, yeah. the devil, by because he knows everything. He had to he had to make that choice to create the person who was going to turn on him, who supposedly is the one who brought evil into the world. But actually, God did because God brought Lucifer into the world, and God knew that Lucifer was going to do that. So yeah. God actually brought evil into the world. Yeah. God creates Lucifer. Yeah. Lucifer turns on God. God kicks him out. Then God goes one step further and says, no, I want to kick Lucifer's ass now. So I'm going to create humans so that I can show who's going to win in this epic battle. We're in a big, giant, freaking comic book. Do you, are you saying and that so, he created mankind because he wanted to stick it to Lucifer? Yes. Where are you getting that from? He wants to... Because it's all a battle. It's a spiritual battle. Yeah, I don't Jesus think has to come... He has to redeem humanity. No, this the, your, he created, your, your statement about that he created humanity to, but to stick wait a to minute. Lucifer. Is, uh, Lucifer yeah. already existed yeah. before he created Adam and Eve. Right. Yeah. He created Adam and Eve after Lucifer. Right. And then where did he put Adam and Eve? With Lucifer. Yeah. In the Garden of Eden. Yeah. 
That's where he put his prized creation. Okay, so go back to your point. You can't love someone. You're saying like it's he conditional. He did not love. Yeah. He does not love mankind. Do you think it's possible that all he mankind doesn't. will be saved? Uh, if they're not all saved, then, uh, well, you already know what I have to say about yeah. some things, which I'm not going to say on this podcast because it's very offensive. Yeah. Maybe one day. But God, how can you love someone and put them in that situation? You have to think, Lucifer's going to torture mankind forever. I am not going to intervene. I'm going to intervene on the flip side, way down the line after the Holocaust, after slavery, after countless genocides that happen across the globe, after pandemics, after babies being raped by grown men. And God sits back and does nothing. God does not love mankind unconditionally. In the Bible, it says you have to believe in him. For him to love you? Yeah. For, no. Hey, how can you freaking love somebody, Brian? And because they say you don't believe in you, you send them to hell. <sighs> you can't. That is not love. It is not. I don't care what planet you're on. It's not love. Could I'm, you do I'm that to, to Liam? I'm, no, I'm trying to play devil's advocate just to... So, Could you do that to Liam? Uh, no. Or Finn or okay. Callum? So let me ask you a question. Here, but let's here, get back on a topic. We got here, off topic. Well, we did, yeah, but I have one more argument to make on that. So the argument would have been the Bridget from ten wine? years ago. Uh, sure, the Bridget from ten years ago would have said, "Well, I can if my kid decides to leave my house and just go do drugs and lead, lead, lead a difficult life. Um, I could still love them, but they're choosing to turn their back on me. It's different. Think, it's well, different with well, someone. Let me can, let me say what I think the difference is. The difference is." You're a parent with no control over that child. You didn't create that child, and what? Well, no, well, it's give, still give different answer. because there are parents whose children have done horrible things, like murder people, done drugs, rob people, like all kinds of things, right? They still love that child. They don't, but they don't banish that child to an eternity in a pit of hell. They might yeah. say, "Okay, judge, you can lock him up." In other words. There can be consequences. And usually there are lots of consequences provided in this life. Mm. Okay? Like, usually you get caught. You don't always get caught. But a lot of times our actions just play out. And we have consequences. But there's probably... You'd be hard-pressed probably to find some parents on this planet who are willing to commit their child... To an eternity, yeah, in a place where they burn forever, yeah. So they might say, "Hey, you know, my child maybe needs to be in a mental institution, or my child, yeah, he needs to be locked up away from society." What if your child was Hitler? What if you had the parent of Hitler? Well, I mean, I mean, and you still wouldn't want to condemn him for eternity, even if 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 he's little Adolf, your boy. Well, because the thing is, is they they have memories of him yeah, when he as was a child. A cute boy, yeah. Maybe at one point he was actually cute and 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 kind. Who knows? We yeah. don't know what happened to him. Yeah. And how his mind and his brain and everything that made him who he was. Like, how did he become that person? Yeah. Okay, let's get back on track. So, you, should we get a shift over to me? 
And are, are we finished? Should we finish yeah. with you? Well, and yeah, and let's talk the, now we're going to discuss the inverse, right? Yes. Okay. The inverse being, in this case, um, so, did I lose connection there? Um, so I become a, I guess, a born-again Christian. Mm-hmm. And then my mission is to save my family. Because mm-hmm. they're Catholics, but they don't read the Bible and they haven't said the prayer, so. And the so church. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. And, the, and I've said this on the podcast before, too, but there are a lot of Christian churches who demonize Catholics yeah, and that, say they are there. not Catholic. And I so, mean, say so, they are not Christians. So, I, so then I had this beef against the Catholic Church, and it's like, because I'm, in fairness, I'm reading a lot of stuff in the New Testament that's, you know, like when Jesus says, when you pray, you know, don't just um, ramble on and stuff. And I remember going to a Catholic Church hearing the Hail Mary, thinking, oh, that's, you're just rambling on, they're not really praying. And, but there was definitely a, a this from this new. Which, high, I, can I just say something? I had uh, spoken yeah, with a friend of mine yeah, who yeah. listens yeah. to the podcast. I okay. didn't mean to interrupt you. I just wanted Please, to clarify no, yeah, something yeah, like, that I said I was yeah. going to clarify in the go podcast. Ahead, yeah, go ahead, yeah. What I wanted to clarify is that this is something, this is not in the Bible to. Number one, there shouldn't be all these different sects of Christianity, right? Yeah. That should not exist, but it does. So this is not of God. For people who, you know, believe in God, this would not be, this is not of God to demonize one sect over another. Oh, correct. Yeah. That is not from the Bible. Right. This is something that has grown out of organized oh, yeah. oh, after 2000 years religion. Of, yeah. Interpretation. So I just wanted to clarify that to say like... Things that are, that's not. I'd love to hear the back. Can you give the backstory on that <clears throat> without identifying the person? Yeah, so I had someone who uh, was talking to me this week and who listens to the podcast on a regular basis. Thank you. And so they were sharing with me that um, there are so many things that are in Christianity, like saying the prayer, the prayer to accept Jesus into your heart. That is not in the Bible. Right. That that's, is that's not. That's correct. Yeah. That is not from right. the bible right so she was sharing with me to like she doesn't have all that baggage right you know a lot of the baggage that you get from like growing up in organized religion and stuff right. like that right. like she didn't always go to church so she just had her her personal relationship with god yeah and it wasn't colored yeah yeah by all of these twistings yeah of scripture because well number one she wasn't even familiar with scripture yeah it was just like her and god so are these conversations like boring to her i'm just curious no not at all okay great but it's just like but i just wanted to clarify that you know because some of the things that are taught in these churches yes that we that you and i have been discussing on the podcast right they aren't things they're like twistings of the bible they've become like theologies that aren't necessarily that aren't that the way that she would express it these are not things of god these are things that have been created yeah by the church by organized religion correct yeah okay so go back to your story i just wanted to yeah so no but i i'm i'm tempted to go into a little quick history lesson about there so so maybe for um your friend who's probably my friend too Mm -hmm. Um, yes so I know. Uh, anyway, so um, yeah, so the Catholic Church is uh, really there's Catholic just means universal. So the the Christian Church was one universal church, which was quite global. I mean, as global as you can be. It, it's that's you know Australia and Asia and Americas aren't even 
Christianized at that point, but all of Europe, so global from the European centric mindset is Christian. Um, so it was all Catholic. And then in, in 1520, Martin Luther comes along, who's a Catholic monk and says, hey, uh, as I read the Bible, I'm a little out of sync with what the Catholic Church is doing. Mm-hmm. The medieval Catholic Church w- was getting into some strange practices and weird stuff yeah. where you could buy your salvation through. Yeah. So he, I think it, there needed to be a reformation, um, but um, it didn't happen from within, although some Catholics would argue it did. And I think there's a good argument to make that there was some good changes from within. And there was. There was mm-hmm. some great spiritualists and mystics in the Catholic Church that, that came about around this time, 1500s. Martin Luther breaks away, and then he breaks away, but then other people break away from him. Yeah. So you have these peasants breaking away, and Luther's like, no, you can't break away too. So even though he felt he could break away or have his interpretation, then you have other people saying, well, I have my interpretation. Luther's like, well, that's the wrong interpretation. They're just like, well, oh well, well, Luther, so you had nice. your interpretation. So, so it does begin this spin-off where now you have, and I've heard of Protestant denominations, there's possibly... I was screwed up uh, potentially 60, oh my gosh. 60,000. And this happens in other churches. Like Mormons yeah. have their break-offs. Yeah. Well, so I think when you, um, yeah, because you're now interpreting the Bible the way you, you interpret it, and, you, and then um, people are going along with that. So um, so anyway, but where I want to get to is uh, John Cal. Is this boring for no. you? John Calvin, who's a contemporary of Martin Luther. He's from Geneva, or from France, but he... Um, he writes a lot of stuff, and then he ends up having a view. He kind of calls the calls them papists, and the idea that there's a pope is terrible, and they're very against the pope, and blah blah blah. And then they're calling the pope the antichrist. Now, the antichrist is a term in the Bible, but it's usually referring to a one single person. Mm-hmm. It's not referring to the office of the pope. So even to today, 400, 500 years on, people are saying, oh, some people will say, I know a Northern Ireland preacher said the pope is the antichrist. Well, that's, a, that's problematic because it's not referring to the office of a person. Mm-hmm. It's referring to a purpose person. Anyway, all of to say, I'm now in the Protestant side, not realizing I am, but I'm in the evangelical world or or fundamentalist world or born again world and i'm um hearing a lot of i am hearing some anti-catholic rhetoric Mm -hmm. happening so i think that definitely would have colored my view of the church i heard it and i wasn't even raised catholic i heard it a lot and there was even a view of what catholics aren't really christians and right so they worship idols they pray to mary yeah so now what what is my mission to fix all that they're not actually saved yeah, so I think around that time, now I'm feeling this wine go to my head here, so hopefully this is a fruitful conversation. But anyway, um, so that, looking back now, that makes me very sad where, well, around that time. It so, makes me sad too. Yeah. Because I remember when you, number one, my husband has a wonderful family. Oh, they're great. He has a wonderful family, and I had already been colored by this. Yeah against Catholics and against everyone who was not evangelical. And um, when we got married, I remember I was already trying to proselytize your sisters. Yeah. And looking back, that makes me really sad because they didn't need to be proselytized. Right. At all. Yeah. But that's what I was taught. Because you're looking at them thinking, oh, they're deficient in their faith they're and I deficient. gotta fix it. Right. And people can pick up on that shit, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, they did pick up on that shit. Yeah. I really feel like they did and I feel like uh, 
yeah, again, that's something that was distorted because they didn't, because Catholics don't, you know, they don't adhere to the evangelical code of conduct. They do things differently. That's the thing that Christianity doesn't allow. It doesn't allow for people to do things differently. Like you get to express your faith that way and they express their faith that way and that's okay. Yeah. They don't allow, everyone has to come up with their own set of rules and there's no deviation. Yeah. You know, from these rules and that breaks my heart. Yeah. And I've even, I've apologized to members of my family um, who ironically still think I'm lost. Right. But I've actually apologized to members of my family for trying to save them. And I've apologized to some of my friends. Now, I never stopped hanging out with my secular friends. Well, I did. So I feel like I did. And that makes me sad. Like, I still remember my good friends, Paul, now. And, and I hate that word now, secular. Yeah, it I should have just yeah, been yeah, yeah. people. People, I know it. Friends. What, what did I just say there? Well, no, I said secular. Did I say secular then, for my secular friends? Maybe you did. I don't. I know. I might have, yeah. But I remember, like, we we're going to church in the north side, and they were these were my good friends from these Chicago. These were the best people you will ever meet in your life. Who are you talking about? Your friends. Did I name them already? Or general friends? No, well, I'm thinking of two friends oh, in general. Paul and Al, yeah. Paul and Al met them in Chicago on the south side, and thank God now we talk once a week, which is lovely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but and that's COVID. I mean, the good the good side of COVID. If you know, you know what I'm saying. Um, they move from the south side to the north side, and I'm at church, and then I'm going out to lunch after, and I finally turn up, and the truck's almost empty on the north side because I said I'd meet them on the, the north side. The truck is almost empty. Oh, what does so that they, mean? The, the, the moving truck from this. Uh, they move. The moving truck has already arrived on the north side where they're where they're moving to, and they've already emptied that. By the time I get there to help, the truck is almost empty. Oh, okay. So you I'm chose late. to go to church. Yes, yes. This is something that aggravates me. I should have been on the south side at 6 a.m. with them. God. Having donuts and helping from start to finish. So this is something that happens in my family. Yeah. And obviously we've probably done it as well. Yeah. Is that you have these really religious people in your family and people are, people are from, you know, out of town and from another city visiting you're hanging out and people disappear to go to, excuse me, Wednesday night church, Sunday morning church, go to a church conference. Like they literally, their church is so important to them yeah. that they leave their family who they don't see on that, that frequently. But isn't that metaphoric though? What do you mean? Well, because, you know, you know, the uh, because it's like, if you don't, if you, you got to love me more than you love your family. Well, what's the, the right, scri- you have to love I, me. I think the scripture is taken out of context. Unless a man hates his mother and father and his whatever, he cannot follow me. Right. Well, you're told that the church is your real family. That's it now. Your now, real family. Now, I remember, oh my gosh, uh, I have to write her a letter. I remember my sister. So we apologize to all our. Well, I mean, we can. I mean, the apologize. Hopefully, she's always in in the in the context. But my sister, who was very always been very close to my oldest sister, remember her asking me like, "I feel like this new church family is more like your family," and I said, "They are." Oh my God! Does that kill you? How do you feel about that now? I need to tell her. I need to talk to her and tell her. I'm so broken that I said that. She was very hurt by that. What the fuck was I thinking when I said that? Now you said the really dirty word. Well, we're going to get into it in a minute. So, by the way, uh, 
we we will be talking about cursing later. That's the only reason I dropped the f bomb because we're going to be talking about a cursing All later. Right. So um, that really that that just really saddens me um, because yeah, I hope I hope yeah. Anyway, okay. So um, where were we? Yeah, religion is so poison. I don't know. I, it is. Even Look so, at how many separations so. are caused but I, by it. But again, I, I just... How many... How... What... What unity has been caused by it? Okay. Well, let me let me give you one. We were all raised in a in a common religion. And even if not everyone in our, my family, growing up, it was nice. I liked it. I, I liked... Right, I, li- but, I liked going to confession. It was good. And well, um, no, I mean unity as a whole. What has it done for the planet? Like, like even like in Africa, Africa is split into so many different things. Like Tutsis, Hutus, or what are they called? Yeah, Hutsis yeah. and Tutsis. And but here's the thing: I don't. That's I, like a real. That's all religion based. I, it's not though. And they freaking chop each. Yes, it is. It's not. I'll tell you what that was about. That was about a caste system. That was that was instilled by, um, or at least called out by the um, colonialism, where they had a way of, of uh, the colonists basically tagged the Tutsis and the and the Hutus, and then when the colonists moved out, they were like, "Well, screw this, we're gonna kill each other." Here's my but point. Here's my it's, point. Okay, beliefs, dogmatic beliefs. And it's, but systems. it's not just okay. Let me give you an example of a non-religious separation. Okay. So you look at Ireland in the north. There's Protestants in the south. There's Catholics, right? Look at that. They've destroyed Ireland. God, They've okay, separated your country. You, before you get too far, that's religion, right? And I'd right, even, but I'd look even at argue. It. I'd even argue it's not religion. It's a labeling of 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 British settlers in the north versus the Irish natives in the south. I think that's really what, what it is. What is wrong with people? Okay, but let's let's now take it to a non-religious thing. We have Dubliners and we have people from the country, and now you've got a separation there. Not okay. all cat. Let me finish. So it's someone. Sorry. Let, let, let go ahead there. So it's something in the human brain. So let me let me finish my old, even though I'm rambling on. Okay, so there's a separation now of city versus urban, but it, it can be it can be nasty. But now we have north side versus south side Dublin. Oh, the north siders. And even Crazy. in Dublin, we have Ringsend versus Sandymount. Oh, what is this? Even in, the, even in our cul-de-sac. Now we're back to religion. In our cul-de-sac of 34 houses, three Protestant kids. We're not playing with them. We're, I'm just saying in the human spirit, religious or not, where there is no separation, we will draw a line. Because Why we are do tribal. we do this? Why? Because Why? we're comfortable with our own tribe and I'm not comfortable with another tribe. That's what it is. Why do we have tribes? I don't know. Is I'm, this... Because it's... Why? Because it's comfortable. If you think the way I think, we can hang out. But if you Why have an opposing it... opinion... Blah, blah, blah. I don't... I just... It's so destructive. And absolutely. Well, we're realizing... Maybe as we evolve in our consciousness, realize we realize it. that. They just... Get so caught up in these things. But do you think it's we're realizing it now, as being N- no. in the twenty first century? No, I think if you are a staunch Republican or a staunch Democrat, which is non religious, or a right, which or a staunch, although religion touches oh, yes, the, poli- my, my the politics. Whole, my whole sometimes. point is, you started out saying religion separates, and I'm trying to say that politics separates. Dublin well, versus beliefs, Mayo separates whatever. Right, it's all these belief systems that it's like. Why why do we have to believe yeah 
How could we as mankind exist without having such dogmatic belief systems that divide us? Like, what? what is that? Like, I, I just... I don't know. And it's everywhere. Just like you just pointed out. It's everywhere. Yeah. No, it's too, it's too deep in it too deep of an issue to figure out am i slurring my speech no it's really deep because am I, my speech? I mean it goes even to like every subject you talk about like people who people who don't want any like toxic chemicals in their skincare and then people who don't care if there's toxic chemicals in their skincare and they don't even think that things are toxic well, like you, i mean yeah. it's just like did you see that interchange on the our neighborhood here is called Mankey Park. Lovely, na- lovely neighborhood, actually, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's an old neighborhood. It's one of the oldest. Uh, it, it is within the old neighborhoods of of the original cities from whatever. Um, but pe- they have their own division oh here, Oh, my too. God. So on the park, somebody posts, an older woman posts about why aren't we, uh, it bothers her how many people are out there walking or walking the dogs without putting a mask on. And then another person says, hey, you know, I um, I walk outside without my mask, but I stay six feet away from people. But it, it got kind of nasty. Why do people care? If you see someone out without their mask on and you have a mask on, cross the street. Yeah. My, my point being, like, it just got, it got, um, they were calling each other self-righteous. Well, one Are you this, kidding me? You didn't read this, did you? I read the beginning of it. I yeah. read when there was only like three comments. So well, I guess it got, it got, it got worse. kind of rough. Yeah. Um, anyway, I mean, of course, it doesn't help that it's if you're it doesn't help that you're typing it and you're not seeing the other person's face and seeing in their spirit that they've been offended or hurt by your comments. I think there's the difference when I say something to a person and I can see in their demeanor that my words have injured them. And that might change my behavior because like I don't want to I don't want to hurt you. I just want to say something. So I do think a lot of that interchange was from the back and forth. Well, there has of, to of be some virtual, kind of flaw within the human psyche that, for some reason, we we feel compelled to have beliefs. Yeah. And then once we get them, yeah, established inside of ourselves, we feel compelled to become angry and opposed Hmm. to the person of the opposing belief and sometimes that's okay like some people can disagree it doesn't bother them but then other people are way more attached yeah to their belief systems where it does bother them my friend neil i mentioned before said they did a brain scan and when you someone attacks your belief you're they're seeing the brain activity as if you're physically attacked so you actually feel like you're being attacked. That's what he said, yeah. When someone says, I disagree with your opinion. Yeah. If you if, if it's not, I mean, if situation. It, I, 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 and I haven't read the study, but I'm guessing if my opinion is that uh, Harpy City by the Cars is the best album ever, and you say, no, it's it's uh, Stairway to Heaven or whatever, you say, that probably wouldn't trigger it. But if it's something I deeply hold, personal, like if you say... Um, to a Muslim person, yeah. hey, Muhammad was a fake. Yeah. Then I'm guessing that that's the equivalent because it's, or, you know. It's, well, right, it's, because like then, you know, Muhammad is like this big thing. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's like my, 
Well, especially like especially if it's if 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 you have attached yourself to something that isn't just important in this life but eternity, and somebody says something that attacks that very concept, it's like, wait a minute, you're attacking my eternal soul here. Well, because we are, maybe this is it. Maybe we equate our beliefs with ourself. We are our beliefs. Sure, we do. Of course, we I'm, are I'm thinking, yeah. them. So yeah. when you attack the belief, you're attacking me. You're attacking me. You know, maybe, and I, I'm taking that personally. I was working in Boulder years ago, and I had this thought I shared, and people would always challenge the thought, not mm-hmm. always, and I never felt personally attacked. I always. Which I felt like was a unique moment. I always felt like they're they're just attacking the ideas. That's good. That's very mature. I don't know if it's mature of me. You don't or think so? Me? I Ma- think that's maybe. But very. There was something about that environment that was Rally Software. I'm gonna give it a shout out because there was something about the maturity of that entity in Boulder that I think might have fed that. If that makes sense. Well, because okay, so. Uh, we have a member of our family who people can share things with this person. It doesn't bother them, but they share, well, it might bother them a little bit, but they share it with me and I see it and I get all upset. So that's very, that's kind of vague. Can you, can you, can you, can you, can you I know s- that was vague. Well, cause you're probably trying to protect the, um, right. The identity. So we can either. Well, we've already shared this on the podcast that Finn. Can yeah. I talk about this? We've already shared it, Have I we? think. I think so. Oh, well, go ahead. So our daughter, Finn, yeah. she's 17 and she's gay. And we have a family full of anti-gay people. Okay. I don't think we've shared that. Because their religion yeah. Yeah. teaches them that being gay is a sin. Yeah. And um, we have very vocal... We have a very vocal member of our family who likes to send text messages to okay. our family okay. group now, text. Now, now I'm getting it. Okay. About all kinds of things, but sometimes about homosexuality. And so when these texts comes, come through on the family text thing, she will laugh and she will interact and it doesn't really bother her. It's oh, like I see, I see. It's like water on yeah, a duck's yeah, back. Gotcha, gotcha. Whereas me... Right, well... I instantly get... Maybe it's because I'm her mother. Probably, mama bear, right? But I instantly get angry right and now i've learned just to block this person but because i think that's I normal don't i can't yeah, stand yeah, yeah. to see their i, I can't th- stand to see what they send I, th- I think it's normal though to come to the to, to see the injustice towards someone else and get angry as opposed to when injustice is towards you we're, we're, we have a higher tolerance to deal mm-hmm. with it now i feel like we're compelled to switch and talk about cursing because i already dropped the f-bomb well, let's talk about cursing. So anyway, well, I'm going to just cap this yeah, off. Yeah, cap it off there. Is that I feel very bad that I tried to save people and who did not need saving in retrospect. That's my belief. And I feel sad for you, Brian, that you separated yourself from your really good friends. It's not that you never saw them anymore. Yeah, and it, but you did yeah, yeah. very much shift your life into the life of the church. I did. And away yeah. from these, from your amazing family yeah. and your two absolutely well, amazing a, well, a few, friends. Well, a few, yeah. There was a few. There was um, 
a few friends who I would met besides Paul and I, over the years. Yeah, I'm sad too. I'm grieved by that. Me too. And I don't. I don't know if it was a, an intentional thing. I think it was. Well, you weren't doing it. You were. You were going with the flow. I was enamored you by were, this new community, and um, you know, and in the process, just um, you know, um, yeah. I will say, I mean, yeah, it's it's what's been good though is there has been, and it's kind of, it's because of COVID I, I've had some good uh, reconnections. It with. poisoned you. Dun, 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 dun. You think so? Well, not completely. There were some good things. I, I feel like. I, but you see, there's where the poison we, we lies. Were, we wouldn't have met if it wasn't for that. But there's still poison. Oh sure, there's still there's poison in there. It's sugar poison. It's like a what's a name for it? I need a name for it. Yeah. Bittersweet, but bittersweet's not the right thing. It's like something yeah. that's good, but also deadly at the same time. Like it uh, it met some kind of need, but yet at the same no, I don't, time... No, I guess I don't see it that way. Here's where I see it. Now, I see it that way. Here's where I see it. So... That's not... What? You freaking dumped them. No, I get it, but here's my point. Um, How do you see that as a good thing? That I'll, wasn't good. Spin it for me. Let Go me, ahead. I won't sp- no, spin I, it. It's a leading question. Spin it for me. Spin it. Um, Forrest Gump. What about Forrest Gump? He I, he is in these braces, these leg braces, and they oh, help him. Oh, come they, on. No. You haven't even started no, the analogy. No, no, no. Uh, chill out. What, do you, what am I going to say? You're going to say the braces helped him, but eventually he was able to run. How'd you know And that? Christianity got me up and going. Have I shared Yeehaw! this? Have I, have I share, shared this? I'm already? so good How'd now. How'd you know I was going to say that? Because I'm smart. No, no I've shared the analogy <laughs> before, have I? No. Really? You're because smart. Because I'm not an idiot. No, no, no. My point is that... <laughs> I know what you're going to say. My point is that it helped... But him... you left people in the dust. Okay, chill out now. You left your friends and your family look, look back. At the, look at the recording levels. They're red now because... Sorry that's okay. yelling. No, it's you good. You left listen. while you're running off into the sunset. Now you're missing the analogy. What? Okay, the, how... Would you like how me to explain Paul it to you? Paul and Al and your sisters and your brothers yes, benefit? They didn't. My point is... Oh, so you're better than them? Would you, you get you're to benefit? You're not making any sense. Can you stop talking and listen? Yes. Um, my point is that he needed those braces you to help. You didn't need them. Would you stop interrupting? He needed the braces to walk. You know, you're saying he didn't need the braces. You didn't need them at the no, expense let's talk of all about these other people. Forrest Gump for a second. Weigh it out. Can I start with the analogy? Can I start Go with the ahead. Forrest Gump and then move to the analogy? Um, okay, he needs the braces to walk but when he's ready to run the braces have to break off if the braces didn't break off he would have been restricted by the very things that helped him walk my point is i think christianity was was very helpful to me i think it still is but that form was helpful to me but eventually it restricted my my movement and that part of the restrictment restricting of the movement was i need to still maintain these relationships with these friends and there there was the problem my point is that that form of Christianity may not But you help. never Let me finish. Back. Let me finish. That that form of Christianity maybe doesn't bend and adjust to help you move around and connect with your friends and say, right, hey. But it I, never helps you see them. It always colors the rest of the world. Right. Because all religions <laughs> do this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, God, excuse me. 
They all do it. People drinking their coffee, listen to those. Okay, they're drinking right. coffee. We're drinking wine. Okay, can we get the cursing? Okay, now? how do this? Paul and Al? They were casualties. Your friendship was a casualty. Now yeah. you've maintained your friendship, but it wasn't as rich. Like imagine all the things that we missed right. out on. Well, look, listen here. It's very rich now. We've we've had well, a great year. It's very year. rich now. I've been fortunate. But the thing is, is like you and your family. Look, you lost years. Right. Years. Yeah. Well, some of that was geographic, though, right? Because I moved no. to the north side. No. Moved to Denver. North side is not that far from the south side. It's, it's only, not. what, 40 minutes, 45 minutes. I also didn't get a chance to... I didn't travel home as much either, which... which um, I, I can't blame the church for that. Right. You can't put all the blame on the church, but you can put some of the blame there. Correct. I Absolutely. Yeah. You can. Yeah. You can put some of the. I could point to a few years where. Well, I'm not even gonna go there because you're gonna get. You're gonna go nuts if I do. What? Nothing. What do you mean I'm gonna go nuts? No, you're. I'm not gonna say. Why can't I go nuts? Okay. No, because it's. I want to get the cursing, and we're never gonna get there. Let's talk about cursing. Okay. Cursing. So I I I dropped the f bomb there because I felt like I needed to. So let let's let uh, no back up. I can't back up. Edit that in your head. Beep 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 beep. Then tell me about your history, your 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 history of cursing. My history. Okay, well, growing up, cursing was a sin. Did you? Yeah. Well, I did curse in like first, second grade. What would you say? I don't know if we said the F word. I don't even know if I knew the F word then. But the, the, there was this girl, Lori Moss. Lori Moss. And we would, I haven't, I don't even know her. I haven't even talked to her since yeah. first grade. But we would run around on the playground saying bad words like what and yeah, singing right. hot child in the city i don't know we just thought yeah, swearing yeah, yeah. was fun right and then what happened but you know it was a big sin yeah because you don't swear yeah and then i was swearing probably when i moved out of my house through college but you didn't for the whole you didn't um in the house Obviously not. No. Not in the church. I mean, if I would have said a swear did, word, I would have gotten a whipping. You would have got, like a people, literal whipping. Did people um, um, swear in school? Beyond this Laurie Moss girl. In my high school, I rare. Okay, I think my friend Melissa might have said bad words. What's Melissa's last name? Drake. Shame on you, Melissa Drake. What kind of words did she yeah. say? I don't remember. Okay, so and now um, keep going. You're cursing. Okay, your, your so then cursing. cursing, and then we're going I, somewhere with this. When folks. I started going back to church, of course, you have to put all your swearing away. No, did so, how did you know that? Because it's bad. It's a sin. But where? Who told you that? Where'd you pick it up? I don't know. You just know it. Or you just know from the from the environment that the environment. You don't say bad words. Yeah. And even some Christians are really, even like super strict, where you can't say but or fart. Oh, really? Okay. Dang. No, like come my on. mom got really mad if we said dang or darn it. Uh, uh, darn it, really? Come on. Man. We couldn't say darn it. All right. Gosh darn it, you can't say that. You can't say anything with a G. You can't because say Because they know you really mean God, but you're or, switching it. Exactly. Okay. Right. And you if you say the G D word, that's whoa bad. Yeah. Mega bad. I wonder like, you know, when we hit our hammer. Or Jesus it, Christ. Uh, yeah. 
Interesting. All of Ireland is going to hell. They are. Yeah. I remember... Um, Just so you know. Well, I don't want to get to me yet, because I have more of a history of cursing, so I wanted to be mm-hmm. polite and ask you more. So, um... So, so I didn't... I didn't it was a long period of time where I didn't swear. Yeah. And then I think when we moved to Denver to go to seminary, I think there was like a year where I was swearing all the time. Yeah. But I kind of kept it to myself. Oh, no one else heard it? No. I don't think I did it in front of you ever. I didn't. Yeah. I don't remember. I was saying the F word all the time. Yeah. I don't know why, but I was just like in a big swearing mood. And then when we moved to San Antonio... I don't know. I've been swearing a lot. Yeah, in the I, past. I feel like I live with a, on a, on a sailor ship, on the Navy, Navy on the ship. Navy ship here. Yeah, baby. I just let it fly. I yeah. say all the words. You do, yeah. All of oh, them. Oh, you do. I mean, you don't even the C word. All of them. I like that. That's actually one of my favorite words. Because it's the, it's the worst one. It's such a harsh word. I love it. Okay. It's a great so, word. Why? Let me ask you a question. Why do you think, why in the church that you're in was cursing frowned upon? Well, I think there's a scripture that talks about like, uh, don't let any impure thing come out of your mouth or right. something like that. Exactly. Now, impure. So that's an English word, of course. So I did the little digging around there and, and the, the Greek word, which I don't remember. Um, doesn't matter actually what it what it says because no one probably speaks greek but maybe a few anyway it says words that cause decay okay that was interesting words that cause decay yeah that does yeah because so if i malign your character in front of someone else isn't that decaying your character yes if i say ah for fuck's sake is that maligning your character no right so i think that's i think maybe we got we've got wrapped around the axle on the wrong things here possibly Mm because i do find that I did find that, like, I, I did, I grew up with a... So what you're person. saying yeah. is that you believe that scripture is talking more about maligning and destroying a, another I, human. I think so, yeah. I haven't as opposed to you just saying a word Yeah. that's just a word when you're frustrated. Right. But if I take one of those curse words and I call you that... If I say F you, I think that's maligning your character. It's okay. hurting you as an But individual. if I'm saying, for fuck's sake, like yes. you just said, right. then that doesn't malign anybody's character. I don't think character. it does. I don't see how it does. I think it might just... So I do think... So here's what I think happened. I think... Um, I, I haven't dug into it more, but just from that... I, I found that very interesting. Like word, something that causes decay to you. Mm-hmm. is very. I just think that's interesting. I think that's... Um, yeah, I just and I think, think it's more that on the character a, of yeah. of God of of I think it is. It's like it's not like you know, gossiping about someone or destroying their character, so you would think differently of them. That seems to be more of the biblical message of that, that's not cool. Yeah, hitting well, your thumb I'm, with a hammer and saying "fucking hell," I just don't. Yeah, see. for me, I feel like I'm a person. I was a fake person when I didn't swear. Yeah. Because I think of who I am. Yeah. I'm a person who swears. Yeah. Because I am a person of very strong emotions. This is true. Okay. So were you holding that back the whole time? You're like a kettle God, that couldn't yes. steam I was off. living a life of suppression. Yeah. Of not living into my full humanity yeah. of who I was. Do you think it? Because um, I would have looked at. Like, I remember we were at a certain church. We were in, in a in a certain church, 
I would say it was borderline cult. No, I would call it that. We were in this play, and this guy, he was a Romanian guy. Oh, you told this. We're, yeah. Did I tell yeah. this on the, on, the, on the camera? I think it's, so, it's, you did. It's a microphone. Did I really? Uh, when he was, he said the F word, and then he felt really oh, yeah, bad, yeah. and he was praying. I can't remember. I can never remember. And repeat repenting. Stories. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Us. Anyway, um, so, so that's something I cleaned up, and now I'm kind of, it's those words are sneaking out. The fir- I remember the first. You, oh, come on. What? You say a curse word every now and then, but you still have a really hard time with me swearing. Now I have a hard time with the kids swearing because I don't think they've earned the right to swear yet. But they do swear. All three of our uh, yeah, children swear. Interesting, yeah. I mean, it's good to, it's, it's good to, it's better if you can, like if you, I think if it's, if it's, if it's, okay, I talked to a friend on, on Skype this week. And? and? I don't have his permission. It wasn't Skype. It was actually Zoom. Okay. But, you know. Um, and we were chatting, and I told him a story, and the story was that I had a friend who was a religious friend who I met for coffee, and mm-hmm. the friend had said, hey, um, okay, I don't need to, I don't need to point in this story. Anyway, there, there was something that happened where I feel like I was mistreated. And I was telling my friend in the west coast how i was mis i felt i was mistreated mm-hmm. and he said jesus christ and that was so apropos to, to it, it absolutely landed really well and it was That's the right a huge no-no but it was the right response to the injustice and i when i heard him say and this is a guy i went to seminary with so it was it would have been unusual for us for him to say that 10 years ago when i first met him and i say that now and that's like the seal of someone going to hell. Okay, yeah. Straight to okay, hell. Okay, well, let's get back to me now. If you say Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I but say it now. But when he said it, it was so, it, it it was telling me, wow, that was shitty that you were treated like that. Right. And then, oh, hang on. And then I said, yeah. And I, how and did I t- you feel I said when that, he said, I said that? I said, that's, yeah, that was the right thing to say in that moment. You know? But then he said, he joked around and said, Jesus, effing Christ. And I said, too far, too much, too much, too much. And he giggled, you know? But I'm just saying, like, yeah. I, obviously, I still, that's, that's, that is a tough one for me. I, I, you know. Well, the thing is, is like, if you think but you the say first the version word. Was, was just. Well, because the Bible puts all this importance on the name of something. Right. Well, let's, let's get to that. Let's get to that. Don't use the, the name of God in Because, vain. like, but what is that about? Yeah. How do you, as a human, have any power to take away power from someone who is supposedly all powerful? Well,. Or what can you do? Once again, have we... uh... You can't demean... Even if you, in your mind, if you say Jesus Christ, if I say Jesus Christ, how can I diminish someone who has all power? I wonder if taking the Lord's name in vain means I'm a pastor of a church and I'm single and there's this young hottie out there and I say, hey... Um, Susie, the Lord told me that we should get married, and I'm full, yeah. of, full of shit. But I wonder if that's using the Lord's name in vain. Or I find you very attractive. Or, or the Lord told me you need to shut up and submit. Is that taking the Lord's name in vain? I'm just wondering. Have we got that's that? That's probably taking the name. I would say that's more taking the or, name of the Lord in vain. I'm good, and you're going to hell. Is that taking that? If I, in other words, is does it mean I'm t- I'm t- I'm I'm claiming god's endorsement and stamp on something that i shouldn't is that taking his name in vain as that's opposed to probably god, more god damn it 
Well, so why... How do our words... Why have we given those particular words so much power? I don't know. I, I, I think the, the only power is... Um, I remember pulling doing something in traffic and a woman said, You asshole! And that really kind of stung, you know? Well, it does sting. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like, it's anytime like you, someone calls you a name, it does sting. You don't, you don't know me. I'm just, I just pull into your parking space. You don't have to just completely... Uh, label my character. You're gonna go all. She went all fried green tomatoes on you. Is that is that a term? I haven't seen the movie. No, but in fried green tomatoes, someone takes her parking space. Yeah. And then she really destroys. Oh, she lets this it go. Person's car. Yeah. I'm, can I? I'm gonna pause it because I have to go to the men's room. Is that okay? Yeah. We've never paused this before. Pause it. I can go, and you can just keep talking. Wait, number one, you don't have to announce it next time. You could just get up and go, and then I could talk. So let's talk about swear words. I've said all of them, even Jesus Christ and Jesus effing Christ. Hey, no, you're not. Well, no, I have, which I, you know, which is a shock to my system because I never thought I would actually ever say that in a million years, but I have. Um, yeah, which is really weird, but yeah. I swear all the time, basically. So I'm definitely going to hell. Ah, but no one ever says that. Definitely. And all that's Brian yelling that from the bathroom, everyone. This is a very personal podcast. And <laughs> I'm trying to keep the airways alive. You know, they can probably hear you buttoning your belt or buckling oh, your belt. Open. Okay, uh, can I tell you a little bit about my swearing background? Yes. Thanks for asking. Um, so we, we just, it just was part of our culture. So It is part of your culture. It's not demeaned in your culture. It's not. Oh my gosh. Here's the thing. Yeah. In America, yeah. in the United States, like everything it. was so proper. Huh? Everything was founded on proper. Well, yeah, probably. It had, it had okay, a, so it like had you have Puritan the Puritans found, coming over, yeah, yeah. and then even in like the 40s, the 50s. So it's possible that might have influenced it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah we were only aware of so... our cursing when our American cousins came and noticed it. Because you didn't, you didn't even think about it, right? <laughs> no, we didn't. It was just part of, I mean... And your, did your parents ever say anything when you said I something? I mean, we wouldn't have said it. My parents never cursed, so... Your parents never cursed. I never heard either parent say the F word. That's why I think wow. it's still uncomfortable for me when we if we say what, it from the kids. What planet are your parents from? I don't think Irish parents would have said it, though. I mean, we say it in the bar. We say it on the street. So you're... Okay, but wait a minute. All the Irish people I know... Yeah. I mean, your siblings swear, right? Yeah. Well, no, no. I, I, yeah, I mean, my brother my brother does. You're okay, your brothers do. Brothers, yeah, yeah. I Does Colleen swear? Well, you can't be calling them out by name. Right. Do any of your I don't think siblings... So. I can't remember. I know a couple of your siblings do. Oh, did At they? least four. No, I've never... My dad's do. 92. I've never heard him say the F word. I should ask him, hey, before you die, can you say it one time? And I'm giving you the side <laughs> eye right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like... Okay, see? We can't go there, but... Yeah. Anyway... It's a it's a form of godliness. This is the thing. It's a front. 
the not swearing, yeah, the not doing certain things, the rule book, it's a front. It's to make you look holy. But what if you, it's not even, what if you don't And you leave? look and you act a certain way, but you actually aren't. But what if, I'm just saying, what if it's not even part of your deal? What if you never said it? I'm just saying. Maybe, like, but some people just aren't wired that way. I'm just saying my, I'm like my parents probably just, maybe they never said that word and it wasn't a natural well, word they just, to say. Maybe they just didn't want to, or maybe they were swearing like sailors when they were upstairs in their bedroom and you just that never it knew could it. have been, I mean, but. You know, the first um, uh, recognition of, of the F word was um, I was in the West of Ireland. with I was 13 years old. We're in the West of Ireland. It's it's a remote area. Where, 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 what? I was going to say, so you should be okay with your kids swearing then. Because okay, you, well, let me, can you I get said story? swear words. Yeah, well, I, okay. yeah, but not around my parents. I mean, you can, they can go okay, say so it on the street. Okay, so it's secret swearing then. Say it on the street with your friends. I don't care. Yeah. You just don't want them to do it in front of you. I don't know. Anyway. Okay. We're by this stone fence. You know where these stone fences are in Ireland? Yeah, I think the I've stones, seen some. They're, yeah. not, they're not cemented. And my cousin, his name is Gay. He's Gabriel. But we call him Gay for short. But um, it's him and maybe Kevin or Billy is there. And we're hanging around and Gay has his bike there. And this American cousin of one of the guys from Ballyglass, which is a small town, is standing there. And... Um, Gay uh, gets a dead seagull that's on the fence, and he to- I've never heard this story <laughs> ever. He tosses the dead seagull at the American ki- American right, who's thirteen, and the American in response gets a big rock and he tosses it at a rock, a rock, okay. a big boulder, one of the stones. Tosses it at Gay, Gay, and it misses him, hits the bike, and it bends the wheel. Mm. First of all, I want to say that was a typical American overreaction response. Mm. <laughs> more elaborate i like this <laughs> i'm just saying like he gets a dead bird thrown on him in response he throws a rock that crushes the wheel of the bike and um gay yeah, goes it's not like a dead bird's gonna hurt you no it's not but but it, will. looking back it's like is that is like is that not an overreaction of an american aggressive the United States bah, bah, bah. is everyone's okay. younger sibling anyway. trying to prove itself no okay hang on anyway so uh no i just thought about that years later anyway so the my cousin gay goes what the fuck are you doing there you're why you, why you threw your fucking bent the wheel on my bike? Yeah. The American goes, you threw a fucking bird at me. Yeah. And I remember thinking, whoa, I could feel the F word from the American. I couldn't even hear it from gay. Oh, but I could feel it from different. the American. Interesting. Because it was so articulated. See, the Americans articulate their words so well. Yeah. That when they say the F word, the C word, it, I can still feel it to this day. But like when an Irish person yeah. would say, "Out oh, of fucking cunt over there," you can't believe him. You can't even. It's it's I barely. I love it. I it's love barely, it. It's barely. It's like it's buried in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas when a, an American says those two words, like it's it's still it's like oh my gosh, why is that? Is that odd? Well, it's like it's a part of your vernacular yeah. in Ireland. Like yeah. it's and it does flow very smoothly. You know, it's yeah. everything's kind of slurred. Well, I wonder together. If, it, if it goes back to it's not so like cursing and drinking are not like um, they're just part of the culture, so they're not. Oh, whereas here, not here in certain circles, cursing and drinking, the circles we've we've talked about walking in, are like oh wow, you know. What's well, oh, mostly Christian circles? Because well, most yeah. people that I listen to, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. And a lot of people swear. Well, it, you know, when I heard, you know, that guy Michael Gunger, who used to be in that Christian worship band. Oh yeah, Gunger. familiar. Well, yeah. he he now is not a Christian anymore, and he has a podcast, and then he swears, and part of me is judge. I I found myself in the, being judgmental, like oh, 
Why? Well, because sometimes Christians want to swear like, to be cool. Why am I being judgmental back on? Yeah, maybe. So you're judging your... Well, no, but he's not a Christian anymore. So he's, he's not, just trying to be himself. He, but like that he curses a kid? Who cares? I know, you're right. Who cares? Do the Irish, are they the only ones that get to swear? As kids? You know, you're right. See, you're doing it. I am doing it. You're absolutely you're right. You're doing, doing the it. thing. What's the thing? The thing is like you have a belief about how who gets to curse. I know. And, well, and what way cursing. they get to curse. We, yeah, I know. Yeah. You can only curse well, if we you talked don't about enunciate. This you talked about this where it's like you said I was being judgmental of Americans cursing because they enunciate. And, uh, when did I say that? Uh, a while ago. Because I was talking about how it doesn't feel as harsh when like a guy from the countryside... It's still the same word, oh, no. whether it's enunciated or not. Yeah, but it, let, let's 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 play this, okay? And a fucking cop should have a fucking cunt over there. You have a fucking you fucking need guard. No, okay, that's the Irish guy, right? Yeah, American the fucking cunt. That's a very different sound. Yeah, Isn't you're going it, you, to hell now, you, Brian. No, why didn't you say I was going to hell when I was the Irish guy? Because I'm being facetious. Oh, I see. Right, but could you feel yeah. the difference there? Well, what? it is different. Sounds different because they stand out. Yeah. They stand out like, you know, like neon signs. Maybe because we mumbled most of our words, so you can't even right. hear the difference. But if you're mumbling them. Maybe that's it. You're mumbling then curses. Then it's not as pronounced. Right. Obviously. Yeah. Right. I was watching The Big Lebowski. Um, I'm giving it a second shot because we watched it 10 years ago. Um, and I was too holy to watch it We turned it, it off. Yeah, we turned it off. Because my holiness. Because there's a lot of, lot of F words there. But I'm starting, I'm trying again, and I'm, I'm finding that there's a lot of shows that I wouldn't have watched that I'm allowing myself to watch, and I'm, in, I'm really enjoying them. And, 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 like and what? well, um, well, you know, Kirby Enthusiasm was my little hidden thing I would never mention. Oh, yeah, and now it's a funny I, show, I, yeah, and it, no, I'll be honest, and exactly, though. I judged you for watching that show because yeah. they say the F word. I will say, though, I still skip the parts that are like. I don't know, like the part where they got to play by mansion. I've never seen that. I don't really want to. Oh, I've never seen that. I don't watch that show. But you can imagine. I just that's not the scene. It's a funny I, show. I, not what I, want to I see. think I think sex is too overdone in movies. Yeah. I really do. Yeah, he doesn't do it too much. He just he did it. I think he did it for that one because it, it made sense probably for that scene. But usually he's not just he's not. What's the word when you just put it in there for no reason? Gratuitous. Gratuitous. Yeah. There's um, so much gratuitous sex yeah, in movies and TV. Ricky Gervais, I really, really enjoy him. He had a show called Extras. I watched that and just was shaking. He swears shaking, a lot. Shaking, laughing, yeah. I don't know if how much he curse. He doesn't curse a lot in that show because it was a BBC mainline show. But um, anyway, I think if He's you can get... He's funny. Have you been listening to him on Sam Harris podcast? Not the latest, the third one. I listened to the first two. Was, yeah. You listened to the third one? I did. Was it good? It was good. He is funny. I love his laugh. I like him. He's very he's contagious. very funny. He's a very funny guy. But it's it, but very it, smart. It has been good to just... Um, I hope this podcast gets out because I have to tag it differently because of the curse words now. Tons of podcasts have curse words. Yeah, I'm just saying I can tag it at this, but if, if I hope it doesn't get blocked. But it wouldn't get blocked, would it? You don't get blocked. Like it, it says, like, e if you it. listen, it just puts an E. Does it put an say, E on the, on the episode or the whole series? Just on the episode. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. I'm a podcast expert. Are you? Because you know, like, you really. know, in Netflix, the Queen, the Crown. I say swear words every day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm saying like, <laughs> like, you know, the Crown. That's my little song for everybody. 
The Crown had a MA rating on it on season one, and there was only one F. And F-word I'm gonna dance it. with the devil when I go to hell. Oh, it's not funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. See, why did you say that's not funny? Because ah, you just... still believe I'm gonna go to hell, Brian? No, I don't. You do? No, I don't think it's something to joke about. Why can I joke about it unless you think it's real? If it's think... a possibility, um... part of you must think it's a possibility. I mean, anything's right? possible. Anything's possible. If you, if you didn't think that was a possibility... Yeah. No, I don't think you're going to go to hell for cursing. No. In general. No, I don't. Why? Because I, I, I just... I don't. But why? Well, I'll tell you why. You know, the one saved always saved? Oh, there. Jesus Christ. You can't... Now that you've lost it, you're done. See? Now you're out. That's the curse. That's the sin against the Holy Spirit right there. Is it really... I don't know. Can you imagine if that is what sends you to hell for eternity is saying Jesus Christ? I'd be interested. The whole island of Ireland is done. All of Ireland is doomed All to hell. It. Yeah. Are and we... Boston. Everyone who lives in Boston. Are they cursors too? Well, that's kind of Yeah. Harsh. This episode has been 136 minutes so far. An hour and 36 minutes. Anything wow. else you want to add? See, a part of you still thinks I'm going to hell. No, I do not think a part of you think. All I said, your all I said was, I think it's something to be joking about. Why can't you joke about it? If something's not true, then you should be able to joke about it, and well, it no, won't I'm just saying, like cause you, you, a reaction. Do you, in you think hell's real? Dear God, I hope not. Oh, you didn't say it is not. You said I hope not. So part of you thinks it might be too. I don't think I can be arrogant enough i'm not That's arrogant I'm enough saying. to say i'm a, like a genius it's like saying and that I, I know for a fact yeah right of right. all these things yeah. because you're just i know you're joking no i'm not you were joking you when mean? you said i'm going to hell because i'm cursing or whatever no i, should, I, well, I wasn't joking about, i'm joking about 98 percent. oh two percent yeah well dude i've been brainwashed for my whole life you think that goes away overnight no, but you act like it, it doesn't should, go but away with me, overnight. it's like, you know, because you're in a different place than I am, and you're always like, uh... I always feel like the Neanderthal dragging my knuckles behind you on your high horse there. I have such a visual keep of up, that. Keep up with my woke, uh, advanced evolution of consciousness here. Oh, What's the vision of me with dragging my knuckles? I can see you, like... Hunched over with your yeah. knuckles behind yeah, you, dragging exactly. through And I can the see you on your high horse with your little, uh, whatever, that medieval I'm on a white scarf. steed. You're looking back saying, keep with up. With my golden armor. I'm like Joan of Arc. So keep up, you orangutan, with your old thinking. That's what it's like. Yeah, dude. Catch up. I was reading Come in my on. coaching thing this week about that people, you know, your different stages of your, I don't know how, I don't think they call it evolution of consciousness. They call it just growth mindsets and people at your stage assuming you're you've matured beyond me get frustrated that i'm not with you well i get frustrated that the world isn't catching up oh wow that's kind of arrogant well i think the world or is it though maybe you are maybe you are some alchemist who's out there i believe the world would be better if we were all secular the entire world was secular we'd fight anyway well, I mean, we agreed earlier, right, that yeah. we are, I think the problem lies within the human psyche, right? The right. brain. We have some kind of 
predisposition to get locked into these things. And then we judge one another based on them. Yeah. And that is, that destroys us. Yeah. We have to be, we have to be loving of others and accepting of others who hold different belief systems. Yeah. We have to be able to listen and engage and try not to be judgmental Mm. and try to understand uh, because if we don't, at the end of the day, it's just not... And we can't, we can't leave people behind either. Right. Like, I feel like right now I'm, like, shutting my family out again. Like... You are? Yeah. Right. Because... So you're doing what I did in 96 then. Yeah. Well, yeah. Right. But it's not because I feel like I'm better than them. Or maybe I do feel like I'm better than them. I guess but I just feel that, like yeah. I'm not... I just don't want to be in that place of hurt. It's just like a constant place of hurt. Yes. You know what I mean? I said yes, but I wasn't following you. Well, no. It's just like I don't want to be in a constant place of of hurt. Yeah. Like I mean, I think they they're they're like a bunch of hillbillies, and they think I'm oh, like sheesh. I'm like a lost infidel. So we're both judging one another, basically. Right. There's judgment coming from both sides. The difference is yours is coming through a microphone on a podcast that they don't listen to. Still, others do. Although not, yeah. Well. I love my family, but yeah. that's just the harsh reality. I'm just being honest. I'm being authentic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's okay. my authentic feelings. Sure. I'm not being. No. I'm being 100% authentic. Do you notice authentic is like a word we hear more now? Yes. Yeah. We talked about that before, I think. Okay, so what's next now? Uh, should we well, wrap? we should probably wrap it up. Yeah. Go have dinner. Well, uh, is there anything we want to talk about? Any, any, um, what do we want to talk about? Shows, books, uh, media, we're, li- we're ingesting that is worth talking about. Um, hmm, hmm, hmm. yeah. I finished season three of Westworld on HBO and, um, I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, it wasn't fantastic. Did you, how much did you enjoy it? Yeah, seven out of ten, six out of ten. That's not enjoying it. No, it's not. You need really. to have higher expectations. What did you think of season one? I liked season one a out, lot. Out of ten. But at the end of season one, well, it declined. That show rapidly declined for In me. In season one? Yes. Season two was even the dec- Season was just the one, of... I would have given it very high marks in the beginning. Yeah. I really liked it. It's a pity now. That but by they... the end of the season, it was declining sharply. It went yeah. from like a nine to like a five or a four. I think season two was like a two. And I don't know why I stuck around. It was around. so terrible. I didn't even bother. I just quit the show. But season three got back. To, what did you say season one was? Well, I would have given a season one like an eight or a nine. Well, I think season three was a... What did I say? Six? It's not a nine. You haven't seen it. I've watched bits of pieces yeah, of it enough. with you. Okay so, probably, okay, so I watched that. I finished season three. Um... Yeah, it was it was fun. I mean, I just want to see. Overall, don't waste your time. Yeah, there's probably other things you could watch. 
Um, I like Life oh, in Pieces. We finished. Oh, we'll finish. I give that show about an eight and a half. Oh yeah. A nine. It's funny. It's family oriented. Yeah. Um, I saw we finished Shit's Creek, which was very enjoyable. It was very good. I great love show, that show. Great show. Beautiful. That and that's another family show. Yeah. And beautiful relationships, people evolving to become better than right, who they were. Right. Um, and then any books? I'm I haven't read. been reading lately. I've been doing more podcasting lately. Any new podcasts you'd recommend? Let me look at my podcast portfolio here. I don't have any new podcasts that I want. I have to nineteen text messages. Are you kidding me? Oh. Okay. Well. Um, Sorry, I just picked up my phone. Folks, um, thanks for listening in. It's uh, now Saturday morning your time. Well, the Making Sense podcast with Sam Harris. I do like like that. He's got a really, he's got some good stuff. Oh, speaking of religion and cults, I'm listening to a podcast by Dateline called Mommy Doomsday. She's a Mormon who gets into a fringe cult of the Mormon church and begins, there's like a, a cult leader who begins to teach that people become zombies. And when they become zombies, it's because they're, they are possessed with the devil. Hmm. And so she ends up murdering multiple members of her family because she's convinced they've become zombies. And then she believes... And her boyfriend, because she murders her husband too, they believe that they are going to be the leaders of the 144,000 who are mentioned in the book of Revelation. Um, so they're cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. That number, 144,000, has caused a lot of... Um... Yeah, that's in the Jehovah Witness crazy clan. Crazy, crazy, crazy cult they got going on too. These people, you know what? These people, huh? Yeah, yeah. I'm judging them. Okay. I am judging what them. Whatever you say, these people. I'm judgmental. I am. Well, at least you're honest. I right? am. Yeah. I'm a horrible, horrible human being. I'm judgmental. Well, you don't have to go that far. I'm just saying, can you understand where someone would have that mindset? Yeah, because I've been freaking brainwashed forever. You're saying that should that give you more abuse. compassion. That should give you more compassion for these people. I don't have compassion for them. But you were these people. I have compassion people. for the victims. You were a victim. That's my whole point. You were these people. Oh, drives me freaking insane. No, hang insane. on. Is that true or not? Did, yes, I was a victim. No, what, here's my question. Did these, pe- did these people you're talking about, you were one of these people. But you know what happens? Are you going to ask my you question You were a what? victim first, and then you become a perpetrator. Okay. You move from victim to proselytizer. Victim to leader. Or victim to whatever you are. Victim to what am I now? What do you mean? Just you're 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 out of it. Apostate. No, you're free. You're what free of it. What well, you can because you can see the injustice that's done, the abuse, yeah, yeah. the the it's just awful. Now who's the is that these people that these people are the leaders who propagate it, not the, the people who are victims of it, right? Is that what you mean by these people? But still but okay, there's a there's a transition from becoming a victim and becoming sucked into it. Yeah. Okay, you get sucked into it, and then at some point you begin to lead it. Yeah. 
it's just all right i think at this uh, point we're let's um sorry we were on a high note and now we're back to no nah, i just note. feel like we're at that we're, 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 let's just kill it we're done i feel like we need to be rescued from religion all religion it needs to be banished or any belief system oh come on that encapsulates people not encapsulates in what's the word i'm looking for like all of these belief systems that's I don't know, God. Belief is so bad. Some of it. I don't know. Yeah. I need to work this out in my head. You should do that, yeah. Or just just here on the podcast. You could work it out. I'm trying, but I got really out of pee now. So well, it was nice uh, chatting. Um, have a great, lovely thanks for weekend, listening you guys. to our ramblings and talking. And it's always... We're always, it's always fun to sit down and be forced to sit and chat. Yeah, for, this was fun. You should try it. If I you're, enjoyed You this. should try and stick a mic in your face yourself if you're a married couple and sit and chat and then throw it out there. And, yeah, and it's we'll, fun. And let fun us know. Stuff. We'll listen to it. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye.